<laughs> Why would you lie to me? Did you know that while you're podcasting, you're not allowed to lie? I um, assumed that. Yeah. 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 Um, Everything I'm saying. Abraham Lincoln says that. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Magic Circle. We're two random girls to talk about random things while we crochet. I'm not Crystal. And I'm not Anana. And welcome to episode two. time i know for sure that there's no mic isolation though <laughs> doing a voice memo which honestly iphone should get on that they really should i'm surprised they didn't yeah i like how that was the opening of our first one and the opening of our second. that would actually be funny but we can cut this part out or we can like <laughs> mix it around and whatnot it can be like um what is that it can be like reality television right oh like the intro teaser it's like, a teaser or like you know how they like splice up like different parts and make you believe that like a certain the conversation is going a certain way but it actually didn't happen that way yeah so they completely just manufacture a conversation oh 100%. I wonder if, like, I wonder after we have, like, 10 episodes or something, like, we have enough audio that I could just be like, okay, I'm going to make up a completely, like, made-up conversation, and I wonder if, like, the listeners can tell. That would be fun. Yeah. But I feel like the tone, you know, would be, you could, you would be able to tell. Like, if I didn't edit it, like, AI with, like, getting the tones, like, too the, okay so the way humans have conversation is a lot of it's nonverbal, right oh, but like um the tone and like the way like even if you took out all like understanding like when you listen to a foreign language that you don't understand yeah you can kind of tell like how the how they yeah how they feel about each other what part of the conversation they're at like if they're having questions if they're you know you know, kind of functionally what's happening in the conversation without understanding it, like yeah. subject matter. Yeah. So I feel like that's why immersion is the best way to learn a language. Yes. Yes, it is. I haven't, I haven't learned, actually, no, that's, I, that's actually exactly how I learned all my languages, which makes sense because I learned them all as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that was, I learned German in high school. Yeah. Oh, did you take um, German classes? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because at my choice, we had, um, we had French, Spanish, and German mm-hmm. were our options. And I didn't want to take the Spanish class because there were like 30 students per class. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want that. Yeah. And I, so I, I was like French or German. Mm-hmm. And it literally came down to, I had an aunt living in Germany at the time. Yeah. Um, oh, were they, were they stationed in Stuttgart? Um, I believe so. I think I know it was around there. Okay. I don't know if it was Stuttgart exactly. Because I remember asking them that and then I forgot the answer. Oh. <laughs> Which, I'm just going to assume yes, then. <laughs> I think that's the part that like surprises people is when I went to Germany, like mm. we like stopped in Stuttgart for a second. Yeah. Because I was told that it was like historically rich and it was, I had a fabulous time in Stuttgart, but like apparently like that's not like a common destination that like tourists go to unless if they have military backgrounds. Probably. I feel like... The people who know, if you're asking people to name 
cities in Germany. Mm-hmm. They would get uh, Munich, Berlin, potentially Stuttgart. What about Frankfurt? I feel like Frankfurt. Yeah, Frankfurt. Because yeah. you can fly in Frankfurt. Yeah. But yeah, Stuttgart would be like the most... Like, not a major city. Yeah, but it's still, like, no yeah. in the U.S. Yeah. Because I have heard out of all the un-quote-unquote common ones, Stuttgart is the most uncommon one that I feel yeah. that people recognize. Well, that makes sense. But yeah. But I think I hit all the major cities. I was in Munich for, like, two hours. <laughs> but, I mean, you were there. I was so. there. I was there. I ate food in Munich. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it. So I think that's what counts. That is what counts. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, so I, I was in Stuttgart for business. That was fun. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, it came down for me for like German because we're talking about immersion. Mm-hmm. It came down to French or German. And I, so then I thought, you know, my aunt lives in Germany. I'll just learn German. Yeah. Which ended up working out extremely well for because it's like, because the Swiss national languages are Swiss German, Swiss French, and Italian. Um, They're German, not Swiss. They're German. French, Italian, and Romanche. Oh, okay. okay. Romanche is like the native language. Okay. But I think last I looked, it was not very many spe- people were speaking Romanche. Romanche, it was like less than 200 people. Oh, wow. That's a, yeah. that's a very um, small population to be speaking a language. That's really cool. Like, I, I, I feel like I'm fascinated with those languages that have like really small populations. Yeah. People speaking them. I'm just like... I want to just be like, can you speak um, like a a story from your childhood in that language? And we'll just preserve it forever. Like, I, I know yeah. some researchers like just preserving like languages that are about to go extinct mm-hmm. that way. And I was just like, that would be so cool, especially if we were like, if we had the technology that we did, we do now, like yeah. years and years ago, I would love to see like people talking in like old English and stuff and like, mm. yeah. Have you heard? That no, I don't know how accurate this is, mm-hmm. but I heard um, from British people as well. British that American English is closer to what British English sounded like, like a hundred years ago, what? than British English. What? It's not the same thing. I assume this is correct. <laughs> Why would you lie to me? Did you know that while you're podcasting, you're not allowed to lie? I um, assumed that. Yeah. 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 Um, everything I'm saying. Abraham Lincoln says that. Yeah, true. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Actually, that that weirdly brings in brings me into um what I wanted to say about our first episode. Mm. Uh, there were so many things that I said so confidently and wrong, <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh no, am I going to have to issue corrections for this?" And then I boldly, I was just like, "No, I will not." <laughs> I will admit that, like, I'm. If I sound, the more confident I sound, the more likely I am that I'm wrong. Oh, that's good to know, actually. Yeah. That's very good. Is that the Dunning-Kruger effect? Yes, it is. Kind of. I mean, you sounded really confident, so now I'm going to say oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. You're so right. It probably isn't. But yeah. But yeah, <laughs> just assume that if you see me be like boldly, like this is correct. I'm just going to be like, Crystal, two plus two is five. And if you think it's four, you're stupid. <laughs> right. <laughs> Says the structural engineer who literally just said on her first episode that she didn't, she doesn't need to know basic arithmetic. <laughs> how would she, how would she even know what two plus two is? Exactly. Exactly. 
You're just uh, working your way okay. up that confidence ladder. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. We strive to have the confidence of a mediocre white man. <laughs> I think I've, I've hit it, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm at that confidence. Because you're not a mediocre white man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we don't recognize it. <laughs> um, you were saying about immersion in German. Oh. Yeah, so I... Uh, so I learned German in, in like, middle school. I took two years of it. Yeah. And then in high school, I took another two years. And one of them was, like, a college-level course. Yeah. I could get college credit for it. Was it AP class? No, we, we had the option to do AP or IB. It was, con- like, concurrent enrollment kind of a thing. Oh. So we didn't have to take the class. But it was either... Um, but it was like offered by the university. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. We're like, oh, we should take the AP course. And I was like, why do you want to take the AP where you have to pay for it? Yeah, and then study like crazy, or we can just whatever grade we get is, is that actual wood grade. Like that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, like why would why would we not do the more easy? One? But did it give you an extra GPA boost? Um, I think so. I mean, I and I I don't remember well did your did your high school give you like an extra so like you know in regular classes they grade you out of four but in ap classes they grade you out of five i don't think so i mean i feel like they would have because it was so big but i don't remember Mm -hmm. because my gpa was really high and i wasn't was it a four point something no it was a three point point nine two. I feel like then you probably had, like, you didn't get an extra boost for AP classes, which yeah. I firmly believe is a better way to do. Actually, when I say firmly, I just made that opinion, like, mm-hmm. 20 seconds ago. What? Here we go again. <laughs> I do. I do. And I pretend I've had them for 20 years. <laughs> but, yeah, my my school gave you an extra point if you did um, AP. AP. So, like, I had, like, a 4.6 something. Oh, yeah. No, we did not do that. Because I was getting, like, A's. Like, to get a 3.9, I was getting A's and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, except for, like, the occasional A minus. Yeah. Scandal. Oh, scandal. Oh, my gosh. I didn't imagine. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, but, oh, so I, I, so I learned German. Mm-hmm. And I could confidently speak the alphabet. Yeah. And count to, like, and you had to count to 100. Yeah. And I could identify colors. Nice. <laughs> my, like, I can have really, really basic conversation. Yeah. Um, I spent a lot of time, so my sister is younger than me, and I spent a lot of time talking with her in German or, like, practicing German with her and teaching her German so I'd have someone to talk with. Mm-hmm. And so when she took German later, her German was so how much better than mine. Yeah. Like, got a leg up. She's like, my sister gonna hook me up. She has <laughs> amazing German. I mean, I mean, I think that helped a little bit because she started earlier. Yeah. But then, like, she did. She studied really well, and her class decided to try to do the AP thing, mm-hmm. and, like, everybody failed it, and she was like, yeah, it's really hard. It is really, because there's a writing portion, and there's, there's a speaking or speaking portion. Yeah. yeah. I took the, um, what is that, AP test for Japanese. Oh, yeah. And listeners, that's why Crystal said <laughs> I would know more about how it is Amigurumi, by the way. Okay. I found that out. Well, while, while I was listening to this, I was just like researching. <laughs> like, I should probably figure this out because <laughs> I, one thing I don't want to be known for is butchering Japanese and um, phrases. Yeah. Words. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, I took the AP um, test for Japanese. Yeah. And like, it was really hard. Like, really, really, really hard. Yeah. I think that was the only AP test that I didn't get a perfect score in. Oh. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Well done. I think, what are they graded out of? Like, five? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think I got like fives on everything. So for Japanese, I got a four in. And I was just like, mm-hmm. that's impressive. <laughs> it stung a little. I mean, it was the so. one thing taking me down from like a perfect like a track record. Yeah, you know, you done. And back then, I was even more of a perfectionist than I was now. So you know how much it bothered me. Yeah, but yeah, I, I was able. to... It was still good enough that I could get credit for it in college if I wanted to. I didn't because it would just kind of make my degree a little bit more complicated to get. And I was trying to like graduate. So apparently. Um, it's like um, pretty normal for engineers to take five years to graduate undergrad. I feel like that's normal for everybody now. Um, but back when I was in undergrad, like that was the expected. that was the general expected. Yeah, like you take five years or at least more than four. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really wanted to graduate in four. Mm-hmm. And if I took Japanese, I would have probably been like, I'm like halfway towards a minor. I could just take one more class. That would bump me up to like four or five years 4.5 or five years and I was just like no I want to graduate in four years and then immediately get my master's but couldn't you like just take the extra we had a minimum required Mm -hmm. to be full-time at my university Mm -hmm. so we had a minimum of 12 credits yeah to be considered full-time yeah and I lean with mine. Okay. And then I was consistently taking like 18 credits. Mm-hmm. I think I was the same too. Okay. And you couldn't like, you could go and get permission to take like an extra course if you wanted to bump it up another credit in me or couples. And you couldn't like do that if you did the job. No, I could. I could. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to. I was already like, I thought 18 was a little. I mean, it, like, is. it is a huge load. Like it is. And honestly, I think I only did it for like the first two years, but like. By by senior year, I was burnt out, and and I only had to take like twelve credit hours um when I was in senior year. Okay. So like, I think I planned it out well. Like I used up all my energy at the beginning, and then yeah. I, near the end, I was just like, I had just enough to make it through, and it was a lot less of a course load. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's. But yeah, all right. Were you talking about that? Oh, because I got credit for Japanese, and it was it was yeah. gonna derail. Yes. It's my four-year ambitions. Yes. But yeah, I mean, eventually I did graduate in four years, but... Congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I was just like, I did it finally. And then didn't take a break. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you were saving your... That was why you were doing it that yeah, way, right? Like, we're saving your energy for... Yeah. I was just yeah. like, there's no way I'm going to take a break and mm-hmm. then get my master's. Like, I just want to... I kind of wanted to do a speed run of school in general. I mean, sprint through it. It just sprint through it. Like, yeah. I mean, I'd graduated high school at 17. Me too. And I had my master's before I turned 22. Well done. Yeah. That's when I, like, decided to get a master's. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I really did do a speed run. Yeah. Everything. You and really did. I don't know. Um, I don't know if that was worth it. It does make me feel a little bit more accomplished. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in terms of, like, actually giving me, like, guidance for what I want to do in life and becoming a more well-rounded adult, I'm not sure if it made any difference than just have, just living life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have, like, 
you have a master's degree, you have work experience. I guess it yeah. depends on... It did set what, me up for a very independent life. Yeah. Very young. So. That's true. So I will give it that. And yeah. I have learned a lot from just being an adult on my own. Mm. Yeah. So in that way, yes, it did help. Immersion. Immersion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and immersion yeah. blender. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great way to make, um, like, uh, what is that? Like <laughs> the oil aioli. Yeah. 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 Okay, but German emulsion. <laughs> Not emulsion. Immersion. <laughs> but it is like the best way to learn is to just throw yourself into the town hunting. They talk about it mostly with language. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, like learning German. So I, my sister and I had this um, sister German. Oh, that we would speak. That was so fun. It was because it was not high German like it was a we were, we were trying mm-hmm. but we didn't know we didn't like the only people we spoke it to we spoke German to was with each other and then a few of our like classmates that were in our class together with us so like mm-hmm. a couple of friends yeah but none of us knew German yeah so having somebody in your space where you can immerse yourself with air quotes yeah <laughs> in german we would but then we also knew each other so well we didn't have to finish sentences <laughs> or we could mispronounce things and know what we meant me and my brother do the same, same thing too we yeah. mispronounce stuff yeah uh, on purpose but it's mostly to like make the other person laugh inappropriately <laughs> yeah yeah that's the best sibling language is truly the funniest it's one of the like she can, highest for like he can say like the stupidest shit <laughs> because of years and years of inside jokes and backstory like it's so much fun yes that's why i want to i want to try like now that i'm learning language as an adult a new language that i've never spoken or really surrounded myself with like i want to try more um the immersion method yeah learning i do want to learn german um, but I really want to learn, um, I want to brush up on my Japanese a little bit more. I want to learn Sanskrit. It'd be so much fun. Like, I think that would be like both spiritually and just in general, like my obsession with languages, like very satisfying to me. Yeah. Because like Sanskrit is like the root of so much in our modern language. <clears throat> so I'm like, I was just like, that would be amazing to learn. That would be really fun to learn. Mm-hmm. I thought about it. I have a book on my bookshelf. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought <laughs> about learning Hindi? Mm. Um, I know that falls under the umbrella of like, is it derivative of Sanskrit? Is that what you would say? I have no idea. Yes, it is derived from Sanskrit. So, listener, I'm very confident that it's yes. <laughs> 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 yeah like it's like it's like the it evolved into Hindi, yeah or like yeah lit off and yeah actually became so like not became but like one of the it's children from yeah yeah it's a derivative of i think so no that that makes yeah. sense i just i feel like there's like a real like term for it i'm sure there is and i don't know what it is i don't have any listeners and they comment we'll find it no, no, I don't. I don't want to open up for like corrections because that means we're gonna have like a whole episode of corrections in between each full episode, like being like, "These are all the things you were wrong on." Yeah, yeah. So like that's why I'm just like, if you're listening to this for like factual information, yeah, 
you're in the wrong place. <laughs> that being said, we do say a lot of factual things. But we do. And we went, we actually referenced the book last time, too. We did. We did. So I, I don't want to say that, like, we're lying all the time. I think we are legitimately smart. <laughs> but we're also very stupid. I mean, it's just ignorance, like a lack yeah. of understanding. Yeah. Because, you know, we all have our blind spot. We do. We do. I try to learn. That's why I have a bajillion books. Yeah. Again, it's a try because I haven't read them all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like for me, like, social media is, like, I love social media, not because, like, I don't know. I do love seeing, like, aesthetic, fun, yeah. funny videos. But also at the same time, like, you learn. I've learned so much more about math and, like, biology yeah. and, like, physics and so much, like, stuff in general. Like, science STEM stuff that, like, I'm just, like... I feel like I'm a kid watching like those like science is not the science guy. Exactly. Like that's what it feels like. It's it's I feel like in that way, I never I don't think that social media is truly bad. You know what I mean? Like it's just a tool that we use. Yes. And so in that way, like I feel like now I have a new relationship with it and it's Mm -hmm. more of like childlike wonder instead of like a lot of the times I um use it when I'm bored and I need something to do and I'm trying to like veer myself away from it but I'm also starting to engage in a new way now that I don't allow myself to use it just when I'm bored to just be like here's learning something new using it as a learning tool Mm -hmm. is I think one of the best uses for it Mm -hmm. like social media the internet is a powerful tool extremely and because it's neutral it can be very dangerous. Um, well, it's it's human control. Like it's, it's, it's not like an objective tool that tells you the weather, or right? Like it's humans can manipulate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, so I I do I love using it as a learning tool. Mm-hmm. I do try to be careful about who I'm getting my information from. Same, and that the people that I get information like I'm watching, and some of them are really fun. And some of them are like, ah, no. And especially with the subject I know at least a little bit about. Mm-hmm. And that can help me call yeah, whether or not they're. Yeah. I feel like um, in, in a weird way, like school helped me like critical thinking, critical thinking and yeah. like just sources. I, I recently realized that like the maybe the reason. Yeah, exactly. Like the reason why I'm like, I know how to like learn new things very well is that I'm very critical about where I'm learning shit from mm-hmm. and I feel like the reason why like I learned crochet so quickly was because after you taught me the basics yeah I went and be like okay I'm gonna learn more on my own right and I know where to go in order to find those um things even though I'm not familiar with the crocheting world mm. and so like and being able to judge sources being like oh this they know what they're talking or they don't yeah. know what they're talking about like, that's so important when you're interacting with anything on the internet. Yes. It just interacting. Like, I, it amazes me sometimes how I, fe- I feel like there are people who don't have similar critical thinking skills. Maybe they, they just aren't taught it. <laughs> or, like, it's also, like, um, weirdly enough, like, American just um, culture is a lot of, like, anti-intellectualism. I feel like that's tied to religion. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It is important to be able to that who you're learning crochet skills from. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like seeking out my own 
like tutorials and stuff after I learned. I think it's so learning crochet. I think the way that it happened for me, yeah, felt like it was really, really attuned to my like um uh, learning style. Yeah, you know, like because it was in person the first time. So like when I'm really like confused and need direction yeah. on what to do and like the theory of like how it works and stuff. It needs to be in person and I need to be shown physically. And I'm a very visual person yeah. that like does well because like I love working with my hands. I'm mm-hmm. very dexterous. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm able to like manipulate it right in front of me and like somebody can like physically correct my like finger postures or whatever, yeah. like that was extremely helpful. And so once I learned that, I was just like, OK, now videos will make sense to me mm-hmm. because before then I can't I would see the same material but I'd be like, how are you moving your hands that way? Right. Like the little twists that you that are really hard to see, like just yeah. hatching the yarn to hook. It's just a not even like a quarter of a twist. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you don't know it, you, you don't see it. And um, now that I'm going to say thank you. Oh, uh, I I like teaching people things mm-hmm. and I try to learn their style of or to like observe their style of learning uh-huh. so that when I teach them it makes sense to them yeah and so to hear you say that it made sense when I taught you when it's like one I think we are very similar in how we learn so that was really easy yeah <laughs> but also like I'm glad I made it easier so yeah though you 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 were a fantastic teacher <laughs> yeah to the point where, like, I wasn't, like, you taught me enough that I wasn't scared to go into the internet and then I see a bunch of these letters and be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's like another language. And it is another language. It is. It's, it's like, I would say it's like a subset of math. It is. Yeah. There are a few. It's interesting because there's, if you use, like, the letters, mm-hmm. then you have to be aware of whether, I mean, one it could just be in a different language. Like there's some German patterns that I, or patterns they have that are in German, mm-hmm. and that's different terms. And those are different terms. Mm-hmm. And then there's some that they have that are in British English versus American English, and those are again different, even though they're both English. What kind? What kind of? Can you? I, I'm really curious. You, oh. Only if you remember, like off the top of your head. I mean, one like this is a little thing, but one of them is just how they label their hooks, mm-hmm. the hook sizes, and the letters. Mm-hmm. So if you're checking a pattern, um make sure that the hook size they're showing is that either American terms if you're using American crochet pattern terms or British Uh if you're using British. So in American crochet like you know how it's like all those letters but sometimes they like slash and put the diameter on there. Mm -hmm. Is that not normal? Like no saying the diameter. This one just has the diameter that I'm using. I tried to give you ones that had both the letter and the diameter yeah. on them. Yeah. So that you wouldn't have to go through, like, the trouble. You know what's so funny? I don't pay attention to that part. I don't either. <laughs> I just, because um, you taught me that trick with the pulling the yarn thing. Yeah. And seeing, like, checking how it feels and whatnot. It's yeah. a total vibe check. That's how I do, that's how I size my hooks for my, um, yeah. I'm sure, like, once I get into more, like, stuff where measurement is super, super critical, like, clothing, like, it might, that might, I might actually want to pay attention to that. But, like, I'm not there yet. I'm just making little bags, cute little bags. Also, we got to talk about what we're Oh, yeah. Go first. So, I am still working on the hat for my sister and brother-in-law, which I did tell them about. (laughs) 
<laughs> so so completely defeating the purpose of my wind chimes. Yeah. Wow. After after we no, it was it was defeating the purpose because you got to practice. I did get to practice. And there were some in there you told me that you didn't leave out anything important. I don't I, like put them in. So <laughs> it sounded really fun. <laughs> you know, I love that we I love that we're just like we're gonna use wind chimes instead of the 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 typical bleep. I know I don't like that. It's so like auditorily unesthetic. Yeah, you know I don't care if I sound like a snob when I say it because <laughs> it's true. It is. Yeah, the bleep is jarring. It's so jarring. It like it takes draws you out. Yeah, it pulls you out and it draws more attention to the fact that they're like hiding something. Yeah. I prefer if they're gonna use, like, or just silence it. Yeah, I'd rather silence it than any. Silence is nice. Just quick mute, and then that you're like, oh, but it's more of a blip as opposed to pay attention to me. Yeah, exactly. It felt yeah. like you just stopped listening for a second. Yeah, it's like, oh no, I gotta turn back. But um, I like the chimes. It makes it sound magical. This, this is a magic space. It is a magic. This is a magic circle, and on it, it's a magic circle. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so I, I am continuing on the hat that I am making with gold and green for my sister and brother-in-law. Um, I did tell them about it because All I needed it. to know their I needed to know my brother's the brother-in-law's head size. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> so we then we talked about how to like measure it so that it would be good. Mm-hmm. And I'm I might adapt the pattern a little bit, just um because apparently some of the hats that he has, the beanies, they, they'll fit, like, the circumference, but they won't fit the height. Mm. And he grows his hair and will put it up in a bun and then he, like, chops it off and then grows it out. Yeah. And so I have to make sure there's room for a bun. Yeah. So I'm going to make sure there's room with my hair mm-hmm. as a bun. And I'm, as I'm going through it, I didn't think it, I wanted it to be reversible. And I don't know, it's like, maybe it won't because of the um the pattern mm-hmm. but i would go opposite yeah no yeah i still think it works it totally works it doesn't have quite the ridging that this side does because this has an actual like yeah but that still looks really good i like that yeah. and it's still very gold yeah question is to pom-pom or not to pom-pom okay 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 controversial opinion i don't, actually don't know if it's controversial because you are my only other <laughs> <laughs> crocheting friend on um, i don't like pom-poms Really? I don't. I think on hats, like, I understand the purpose of them to, like, cover up that hole at the top yeah. kind of thing. And just, like, it's fun. Yeah. Um, I just associate it too much with kids' hats. And I wore, I don't know, like, just, it just, they're cute, but, like, it makes me look even more adorable. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm trying to be conscious of how adorable I look because mm-hmm. I don't want to overwhelm people. It's a lot of power. I know. You hold. So like maybe it's just personal preference. Yeah. Because I'm just like, if you give me pom-poms, like you're probably going to die of cuteness overload. Accurate. So with a lot of power, with great power comes great responsibility. Exactly. Exactly. So what I'm saying is my hatred of pom-poms is completely irrational. <laughs> I mean, I still feel like it's found it. You're trying to save the world. Okay, you know what? You're correct. You're correct. While... I'll stop being so humble. Yes, I am trying to save the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to save the world, and I'm over here with, like, Crystal's plan for world domination. <laughs> Both can happen at the same time. Who says that we're not what's best for the world? True. 
Exactly. Very true. I personally excellent points. Thank you. We both make excellent points. <laughs> Thank you. And this is why this is our bid to become like just planetary overlords. <laughs> no, overlord sounds bad. Like just queen and curator. Curators. I love that. Like librarians too though. Yeah, that like librarian. I like librarians. Because it feels it's 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 in a position of I'm serving the public. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's how I feel. I'm just like how can I help you connect this to this? What resources do you need? I will point them out. Yeah. I like that plan. I like that. We'll be the first librarians of the world. I like it. Also um there's this there's this cute book that I read like a couple years ago yeah and it's this um the author is um her name is sarah gailey and she writes like just really fun kind of dark stories mm-hmm. that have like i really like her like protagonists they are unlikable but also likable yeah um but one of them takes place like post-apocalyptic okay and um it's like a rogue band of librarians women librarians yeah. and like they go around and they're like you know helping the towns and stuff like and i i can't get that out of my head like that's what i want to do oh it's amazing i just want to become like join the library yeah 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 rogue like prairies i love it yeah there's a there's a show on one of the streaming platforms i can't remember which one i think it's called like mrs davies or something Uh and the image for the trailer i think they have the protagonist and like none and, and she's wearing a motorcycle and there's a guy yeah. I, okay i've seen that cover somebody recommended it to me because she's not a nun oh she's not no i would have okay wait 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 don't tell me anything because i that is on my to watch list okay. somebody told me that the less i know about it the better right is that true i think so i should continue watching it so yeah. i watched like the first episode or two and what i thought i was getting myself into mm-hmm. and what it was were very different things yeah and so there was this like recalibration where i was like wait, 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 wait what <laughs> rewind what rain wipe <laughs> yeah and i was like i now that i know it's not at all what i expected based on the trailer i need to start over and watch what it for what it is yeah <laughs> like i was trying really hard to watch it for what it is but there were things that were happening and i was like what wait but what but how what <laughs> I'm so curious now. That has piqued my interest quite a bit. <laughs> and I've been looking for new television shows to watch mm-hmm. because what did I just finish watching? Oh, okay. So there's this new TV show that's coming out on Hulu week by week. It's it's finished. Um, it's aired two episodes. And I'm waiting for episode three, which should drop either today or yesterday. Okay. It's called Death and Other Details. And it's one of those. It's it's a it's a murder mystery. It's on a boat, so it's like one of those. Um, what is that? It's it, there's a specific term for it when like everybody's in one space, so all the murderers are in one space. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, but the only things that are coming to mind are like Agatha Christie book titles. Oh, okay. No, this is like a specific murder mystery term when everybody's isolated. It's like closed book or like closed something. I don't know that I've heard because the first. If I recall, and um, I I want to say that and this has to have been wrong, but Agatha did Agatha Christie, she did her ten. I think it was initially titled Ten Little Indians. So they were all isolated on an island, mm-hmm. and they kept dying. Like it was 
there were there was a murder and then like some one or two other people died and mm-hmm. he had to figure out the murder mur- the real murderer was mm-hmm. um and then it was retitled to make it less offensive yes yeah yes good yes <laughs> um and i cannot for the life of me remember right now yeah but i want to say because i also have her autobiography mm-hmm. and no i have i have an autobiography and i have a biography yeah and in the biography I think they were saying that Agatha Christie was the first one to put that type of story mm-hmm. on the map. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I knew she was a pioneer. I wouldn't be surprised if she was like one of the first to do it. Crystal is getting up to um, uh, check her references. You said that you want to know this point. She, I can't remember if she was a contemporary of. So I don't remember if she was a contemporary of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, or if she was later because if she was later than sir arthur conan doyle who did sherlock holmes because sherlock holmes has some of those too i think so yeah so maybe she was the first female i don't know i don't know she is noted as being the queen of mystery yeah grand dame which makes it even more heretical that i've never read any of them because i'm a huge like huge murder mystery fan I believe you haven't. There's so many references. Mm-hmm. Once you start reading Agatha Christie, there are so many references and so many other things. Yeah, that are everywhere. And I love reference humor. Like that's one of my favorites. But yeah, Crystal is bringing me over a uh, old book to smell, and this is a normal occurrence. <laughs> old book, best. They do have the best smell. This is an. This is Agatha Christie, an autobiography. An autobiography. It does smell like old bugs. Um, I think that's one of my favorite things about wooden bookshelves and old books. Yeah. Like the combination of the two of them, they just like, what did the nicest compliments? Yeah. I never got from a guy. Yes. I don't remember why. It was in my, doing my undergrad. I can't remember why. I asked him this, mm-hmm. but I asked him what I what he like what I smelled like. And you know, everybody has a smell. Yeah, and he was like, "You smell like flowers and old books." <gasps> that is the best compliment, like ever, 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 ever. ever. <laughs> I would kill to smell like that. Like, <laughs> have somebody describe me as flowers and old books? Yeah, truly, God tear smell. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I have clearly remembered it because I was like, as you should. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of like, speaking of best compliments you've ever gotten, my tattoo artist, um, she told me that I had the softest skin and she, and, and uh, so I have like a full sleeve on my arm. And so um, uh, another day I had to come back to do a full sleeve on my left leg. Um, she told me this was like two or three months later. She said, I remembered you because uh, how your skin felt, like how soft your skin was. Like, I mean, she obviously remembered me because we had a good conversation. But like, she was just like, I remember literally tattooing you because of like how your skin felt. And I was just like, thank you. I moisturize constantly. (laughs) Like, I have to. I have to. I'm obsessed with moisture. I'm going to become that lady and doctor here. I was wondering. I was waiting because I want to interrupt your story because that is a lovely compliment. But I was just going to be like, here's the thing. Moisturize me. Here's the thing. When I was young, that horrified me. <laughs> now that I've gotten older, I've realized that she has a point. She has a point. Because if she strips, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Oh, oh my gosh. 
Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. But yes, that's... Moisturize me. I have so much lotion. Like... You do. Yeah. Excellent hair. But yeah, that's that's my Roman Empire. I think about that daily. That that woman in Doctor Who. Daily? Okay, maybe not daily, but like almost once daily. Week. No, no, no. I'd say more than once a week. Well, more than one. How do we say like every other day? <laughs> I'm just like... Moisturize. <laughs> I mean, especially because we're in the winter right now, and oh, like yeah. everything's dry, and I'm just like so much more conscious of how moisturized you are. So that's why I'm thinking about it like almost every day now. That's fair. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But what were you talking about? Well, we started with Agatha Christie. Yeah. Oh, back back to like our project. Yeah, because I think that's where, it, and that part is important to a conversation. <laughs> Yes. I am working on the hat. Yes. <laughs> Back to that. Yes. For my sister and her husband, and they know about it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it, it feels really good. And then we're really liking how it's turning out. It, it looks gorgeous. And then there's the next project I want to work on. I've got some skeins that I hated for the, they were the, like, can you explain caking? What does that mean? Oh my gosh. I don't know if I can explain caking. Is it a baking term? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Is, what is this? Baking and, and uh, you sponge. Did you watch the Great British Bake Off? Yes, I do. While I'm crocheting and watching the Great British Bake Off. Yes. But I have to be careful because I get so nervous when they, when the timer's ready. Yeah, that my tension gets tight. That's so fun. Murder mysteries? I'm fine. I don't have any, like, no. Nope. I can watch documentaries about serial killers. But sweet, sweet <laughs> baking competitions. <laughs> That'll get my attention. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Um, okay. So if you go to, like, a craft store, mm-hmm. most like I'm thinking, like, Michael's or Joanne's, mm-hmm. um, typically when you buy yarn, it's already in what's called, like, I think that's called the skein. Mm-hmm. It's called a skein. Yeah. And you it, it you can pull the tail off and start using it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you start buying artisanal <laughs> artisanal yarn, when you buy non plebeian yarn, <laughs> a plebeian yarn, yes, yeah, so the the hand dyed the good stuff. <laughs> do you got do you got some of that artisanal good yarn? Stuff. I need the good stuff. I need the good stuff. <laughs> Are we silly? Oh, no, we're so serious. We're the most serious people no, serious. I've ever met. Okay, so um, <laughs> so the non-artisanal wine is in skin. Wine. And wine. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Like, so you can get wine. You know what? You know what? English is my third language. I'm going to pull that card. Do it. Okay. Do it. So who cares? <laughs> you know what? People should be impressed that this is the third language I know. Ah, snaps. 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 <laughs> Thank you. I need the applause. Yes, you're most welcome. Um, So when you buy those, you can just start using them. You don't have to do anything to the yarn. Yeah. When you start buying the artisanal yarn, mm-hmm. they come, I think they might be called twists. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100% certain. But they look more like they look like a twist. twist, yeah. Instead of just like a little cylinder kind of, right? Yeah, like a pill shaped kind of, yeah. But three D, a pill is three D. Oh no, <laughs> I meant ellipses. Oh okay, <laughs> yes. That's what I, I what I said. Pill. 
which is exactly what it they are like little is my third language <laughs> okay i am not judging okay okay no judgment i'm trying to make this non-visual medium a little bit more visual you know because <laughs> i have a gesturing with my hand for anybody who's like driving and listening to this and wants like a vivid of what we're talking about like can you imagine someone who doesn't know anything about crochet probably some there might be some friends who are just like extra supportive and be like we're gonna listen we have no idea we're gonna vividly describe yeah what's that everybody must so so if you go to the yarn section at Michael and Joanne, yes, you can buy skeins of yarn, which do look like a, a pill. Mm-hmm. That's a good description. Yeah. And you can just pick those up and you can start using the yarn. Mm-hmm. Some people will find the tail that's on the outside and use from the outside. Mm-hmm. Some pi- people find the tail that's on the inside and use from scoop the Scoop out the guts. And scoop out the guts and use from the inside. I think you said that one time and I was just like, that is the only way I will refer to it from now on. <laughs> Yeah. And you get, sometimes you get yarn barf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is like, yeah. 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 Um, That's fun. It's like, <laughs> a, it's like a little baby. It is. Yeah. So then when you start buying like the artis- um, the hand dyed stuff, it is better for the yarn to be in these twists because of the way it folds the yarn mm-hmm. is my understanding. And I might be mistaken about this, but to get the twists, you take the yarn and you basically wind it around something really big. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if you take like, and this is the process of caking, right? No, no. This is the process of making the twist. Okay. Got it. Got it. Because I know caking involves. Yeah. Something. Else. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so there's, um, I've seen typically people will have like an X. Uh-huh. And then on each end of the X, there will be um, like a rod coming out. Uh-huh. And you could uh, the you can make them about like I think the shortest I've seen is two feet long for the X. Yeah, but I think most of them are bigger than that. Wow! <clears throat> and so then you'll wind the yarn around, and that creates a circle. Mm-hmm. And so you do that for the length of yarn, and you pull it off, and then you grab one end and the other end, and you just you twist them in opposite directions. Mm-hmm. One hand goes clockwise, one goes counterclockwise. Mm-hmm. And then when you can no longer t- twist it from one from either end, you bring your hands together and then and then you tuck, um, like one where you grabbed one spot into the other spot, mm-hmm. and it automatically twists up and mm-hmm. makes like you see them as tassels sometimes. Yeah. Okay. So those okay. kind of like yeah twists. Yeah. Excuse I me. mean, yarn is just a whole bunch of twists. That is true. It's it's so funny. This just twists all around. Very twisty. It's so twisty. There's nothing straight about this. Oh my god! <laughs> like nothing. No, no. I think you know. I think some arts or just arts in general is just like inherently queer. This is my theorem on just like humans in general. <laughs> I'm so human behavior. To see where this goes. I feel like I have a ton of just like my own theorems of how people work because i mean you kind of need that in order to like go about daily life sometimes yeah um but my my thing is like i think art is inherently queer you know yeah because you kind of need to disrupt a norm you want to say a message like i feel like art is just a medium for like people to communicate ideas that are maybe a little bit more disruptive 
and like disruptive can mean either politically or and like just humor wise yeah you know what i mean so in that way it's just like i do agree with you that art is a fundamental way to communicate mm-hmm. it crosses language barriers it crosses cultural barriers like there are definitely things that make more sense yeah if you have the cultural background because you understand the more of the meanings behind it yeah but still like <clears throat> i can watch somebody dance and i don't have to understand what they're saying even if they're doing like a traditional dance yeah i can still be moved by it mm-hmm. um music i don't and knowing fiber arts better fiber arts as well mm-hmm. and looking now back at like the embroidery of some of the dresses yep and they have they used to have really fun we know pocket watches yes and how pocket watches you attach to like pocket and they got the chain and that there were like female versions mm-hmm. of i don't i can't remember the name oh my gosh I can't remember the name but you it have it was like it was almost like a carabiner mm-hmm. that you would slip into your under your pocket or I mean onto your waistband mm-hmm. and depending on what you needed to carry with you like a seamstress would have one of these and the basic I think was the little like slide clip onto your waist mm-hmm. on the outside of your skirt mm-hmm. for a woman mm-hmm. and then you would have three chains that would dangle yeah and so for example like a seamstress would want to carry scissors with her all the time so there's a little scissors pouch at the end of one of the chains mm-hmm. um some needles and a space for like some thread Mm-hmm. And they were just little tiny pieces that you just carry around with you all the time. Yeah. Which makes sense in that, like, women were doing a lot of these types of creating. Uh-huh. But also the detail that goes into that, the art, they're so beautiful, functional art. I feel like we lose a lot of that in, like, this um, current age of, like, just you can get a two-day Amazon package or mm-hmm. sometimes even less than that. You lose, like, some of the art is, like, artisan crafts that go into our like daily lives like i feel like that's why i really like fashion um because especially like once you get into like a little bit more artisan created stuff like yeah there's some there's um one of the dressmakers um uh that i buy from um she creates like beautiful beautiful designs and i truly believe it's like a work of art and like that it is art like i I feel like I understand, like, wanting to collect art. Um, yeah. Yeah. Especially through clothing. And it's, like, it's becoming more and more of a lost craft. I slash it's already lost. I definitely have my favorites for which type of art form that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then which type of art forms I like to create with. Yeah. But it, it is, like, any... The craftsmanship of some of the pieces that people wear there was a reason that like they only needed five dresses for a season yeah and then you just took really good care of them um and they were expensive Mm -hmm. because it's all hand embroidered and it was all made to be maintained Mm -hmm. and like just taken care of i learned about something the other day there was a my gosh i cannot remember words today oh it's one of those days it's it must be a day that ends in day um it must be it must be so with some of the old like Victorian dresses, mm-hmm. they would drag along on the ground. Yeah. And I always wondered, I was like, there has to be a piece under there mm-hmm. that 
keeps the dress from being dirty. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just getting your dress dirty. And how hard is that to clean? Especially with like the whiteness underneath because it was always like the petticoats and stuff were white. Yeah. And I was watching TikTok. (laughs) And I learned that there is a specific, it was a specific durable fabric. Mm. Fabric. That often was like buttoned on Mm -hmm. to the back part of the dress underneath Mm -hmm. and that was the part that touched the ground so it was separate so the actual dress was kept more clean yeah and this under part was made of more durable fabric it wasn't as like pretty to look at but you could wash it Mm -hmm. and reuse it or you just throw it out and then it'd be like a one-time use kind of a thing yeah which made me feel very happy about the fact that these dresses were on the ground because I didn't understand how you would keep them clean. And yeah, yeah, that frustrated me. Yeah, totally. Did you know? Did I know? There are specific ways to cut different cheeses in French culture. No, but that sounds par for the course for them. <laughs> I mean, it does, but that way everybody gets like, because I, I watched a video about it and it was a, it was a French lady mm-hmm. and it was one of those where she's pretending to be someone like her daughter or something and, mm-hmm. or the daughter's pretending to be mom mm-hmm. and like, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And so like the daughter came out and like cut some of the cheese and mom like, that's not how you cut the cheese because then you're taking, everybody needs to take part of the rind and part of the inner part of the cheese so nobody's left with the rind. Yeah. She dem- she then demonstrated how you would cut different, like, you cut brie differently than hard cheeses mm-hmm. and hard cheeses differently than medium cheeses. Mm-hmm. The thickness of the rind matters on how do you cut it. And, like, there are different knives for each type of cheese because you don't need a sharp knife for a brie. Yeah. Um, and, like, a rounded knife it doesn't work for a hard cheese. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes, yes. I appreciate your input. <laughs> Thank you. And I, I thought it was fascinating because I'd always kind of wondered about that. Mm-hmm. But to know there's actual etiquette for it made me really happy. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, like they put thought into it. And yeah. it's like, here's like the optimal way to right. cut a cheese. Like that's very interesting. Is it? Yeah. I, I've heard, um, not that specifically, but I heard that there's like some rules that you have to maintain while cutting brie specifically mm. like in terms of like thirds and like keeping maintaining a triangle triangle yeah is important yeah. when you're cutting a brie so that's the only cutting rule i knew of but i'm not surprised that there's more i've heard that i don't remember having heard that. <laughs> oh same same i just oh i i do thin slices like i don't care like to have yeah 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 for yourself or yeah. like yeah yeah if I were to do Brie and there were French people around, I would definitely watch how they were doing it. Do you think we can, like, find a French person? Just hail them down on the street. Be like, you, Frenchie. <laughs> I think we're allowed to do this. Are we <laughs> waiting for that? I was waiting. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Let Anana do her own thing. <laughs> No, this would have been a perfect time where I didn't mention my own name, so the listeners would have no idea. <laughs> I'd be like, there's there's a 50% chance it was Crystal being problematic towards the French. <laughs> I mean, I have friends I can call. Mm-hmm. I have I have a few friends that, I mean, so they don't, I can't like hail them on the street here. Yeah, yeah. But I, yes. Really? 
Is that so? You haven't met the friends who know how to cut the... Okay, okay, then call them up right now. That's right, silence. It's true, he has seen them on video chat. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Rascal, phone, phone pictures are real people. I know it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Whoa, that was the cutest little thing. His meow turned into a yawn. Also, we're talking about Rascal, <laughs> which is Crystal's cat. Yes. I think he, the conversation we're having with him and the conversation he thinks he's having with us are very different. No, we're clearly talking about cutting cheese, obviously. Yeah, we're having an intense discussion. We, we very much are. Yeah. I suspect that he thinks that since I was making a little treat for us, mm -hmm. he also deserves a treat. Oh, he does. But you know what he hasn't done? Eaten breakfast. Yeah. Oh, rascal. You need to eat your breakfast. We just got very cozy with um, some baked brie yeah. with um, honey. Actually, do you, do you want to do the honors since we already started. started? You're the masseuse. Not masseuse. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know what I was. Oh, you are about maestro. I don't know what I was going for. Master chef, master Just chef. Like abbreviated. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I think I was just talking Me. without thinking. No, no. So the person like creator, but not her. Yeah. But like in French. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Like, no, yeah, chef makes more sense. I'm just telling you that I don't know what's going on in my own mind <laughs> sometimes. English is your third language. English, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That has been. So we have baked brie mm. with crystallized honey um, and just honey just drizzling down um, with um, strawberry jam on top. And we're going to eat it with some um, those baguette slices. Yeah. Um, and then we also have a charcuterie board. Charcuterie. Charcuterie. I'm, I don't, I can't. Don't, don't make that face at me. <laughs> I'm like, this is the one and only time I'm going to apologize. Um, that, I don't know what that was. <laughs> but I have a charcuterie board that we're eating with, um, with, um, things that go in a charcuterie and, uh, fruit. <laughs> so we're like. We're like really living it up. We are. We got our tea. We got our tea and our crochet. Also, you uh, you know what I realized? Well, you never like finished um, telling us what caking is because I interrupted you so hard. You did. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I feel like I'm just like, I, I love distracting you in the middle of like something. I think it's. It's like sport for me. I would believe that. You do seem to have this great capability. And uh, I lost my hook. Oh, you guys stick it in your yard. I, I usually do. So I'm like surprised that I didn't. Oh, no. Oh, I found it. Oh, good. I found it. Sometimes they run away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Taking. Taking. Okay. So we talked about schemes. We talked about like the twists. Mm -hmm. Um. So. Oh, and we we're talking about the theory of like the yarn remembers. Mm hmm. So having it in the skein can be damaging for long-term storage. Yeah. For high-quality yarn. Mm -hmm. Theoretically. Mm -hmm. That is a thing that people have told me. 
all of my high quality yarn is in the twists. So I don't know. I haven't run an experiment because I have a very large stash. So I just. But you just recently bought one of those big cakes. So shows, right? I was actually, yeah, I bought it from a friend mm-hmm. um, who was getting rid of hers. And is there like two parts to the a nice and independent caking? Mm-hmm. Because it's possible to do it by yourself, but it's not easy. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have like the tools, what you do is you undo the twist mm-hmm. and then you get these big circles. Mm-hmm. And if you put those on like the back of a chair or something, then you can wind it into a ball as oh, it fun. unravels. Mm-hmm. So you can do that, which is nice. Um, very time consuming. Yeah. And you have to stand there and wind a ball of yarn. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, so the tools that I have are there's a wooden frame that is expandable. If you think kind of like how an umbrella can expand and while and while it's in the process of expand or maybe more like a gazebo. You don't know. I've never seen what a gazebo does expand. I've never seen an expanded gazebo. Okay. Well, then never mind. Or like how they expand. Because no. you can pack them up so they're rectangle. Oh, 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 like a the portable frame. one. I yeah. thought you meant like a permanent structure. No, portable one. Just like right. a transformer architecture. <laughs> no, 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 nothing that fancy. Nothing that fancy. Mm. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, the, the, the portable one. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So it's kind of like an umbrella, but more like a gazebo. Mm-hmm. Where you've got this small thing that's compact, and then as you pull it apart, it gets bigger in all three dimensions. Mm-hmm. Bigger on the inside. But it is bigger <laughs> on the inside. And this is really important for yarn because every twist is a different length. Mm-hmm. And so expanding the wooden structure, you you put the yarn, the loops, the circles around the structure... And then expand it so that the loops are loosely held but won't fall off. Mm-hmm. And so then this will rotate like a carousel as you use the other part, which is the winder. Mm-hmm. And the winder, you have to feed the yarn through, similar to like a sewing machine feeding the yarn through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's no needle. But then you put the tail of the yarn into a little, I would say clip, but it's just like a little V to hold it mm-hmm. securely. And then you crank. Mm-hmm. And as you crank where the yarn is it spins in like an elliptical uh-huh. and and you end up getting a cake of yarn from that yeah and the winder will spin and then the wooden structure will do like its carousel thing uh-huh. and then you get your cake of yarn yeah which is very lovely and very pretty to hold and look at and feel so satisfying it, it, it looks so satisfying it looks so professional like, I don't know if that makes sense, yeah. but it looks professional. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. looks, it's got a stature to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stature. Yeah. Yes. I kind of do. Okay, so that's caking. So that's caking. You were going to, you were going to explain something. Do you remember? I remember that there was conversations. I mean, I've explained a few things. That's true. But there was like something specific that we were going to like. Either way, we'll probably come back to it at some point. We have so much to talk about when it comes to crochet. (laughs) I think I never said what I was working on. I don't think we did either. Okay. This is like a minute and like seven minutes in. I'm not going to explain what I'm going to do. I mean an hour and seven minutes? Yes, that's what I meant. Um, I'm working on the same bag. Actually, it's the same bag, different different project. 
So I'm doing the same thing that I did the last episode, the sandbag, no, sand dollar bag. Mm -hmm. But I already finished the one that I was working on last time, and that was in like a rich red yarn color, and it turned out really, really, really pretty. Um, I put a whole bunch of nerds in there. Um, so that's my that's my nerds pouch. Um, and then I immediately started doing the same thing again, but with a smaller um, like width of yarn. Oh, they use yeah, this yeah yeah that's what you were going to explain. Okay, I'm glad we <laughs> see, see we came we came back to it. Um, but yeah, so so I'm making the yarn, but because like it's a smaller diameter yarn, it's like gonna turn out smaller. And this is a baby pink, and it's gonna be a baby bag, and it's it's adorable. I don't know what I'm gonna put in it yet, but it's definitely gonna be some sort of candy. Yeah. Don't know what kind of candy yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, this brie is delicious. By the way, oh, oh, I forgot the brie. Yeah, and so I took a brie break. I wanted to tell you why we were going to go viral. You did. You had a list. Okay. 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 So uh, let me let me bring up my voice, not my voice memo, my notes app where I wrote the stat. Okay. So I believe, okay, while I was listening to episode one, right, I was just like, the things that happened and just like the way this episode is set up, like, reminds me of famous podcasts that I listened to that like, you know, that go viral and it's just like more popular. Okay, and here are the reasons. Why did I bring up the wrong? <laughs> I'm so stupid sometimes. I mean, we could just okay. save this for episode three. No, 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 no. <laughs> you want to discuss? I want to discuss his reasons. We're going to be famous. <laughs> the title of the note. Okay, okay, okay. Point number one: our voices sound similar. They do. And I feel like in every they do. Like you can't you can't be able to tell. The two like hosts apart you know what i mean i think that makes it funner because like people are like they'd have to really know us. yeah they have to really know us or they have to keep like listening so that they can figure out like who's who so like we could like get away with a whole bunch of shit right now because <laughs> they don't know who to attribute to that's right okay so the second reason why we're gonna go fam- we're gonna be famous is we alluded to only having five listeners and they're going to be our friends. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's just one of those like ironies of the universe. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, the third one is one of us is moving. This is a more niche like kind of thing. But I noticed that in like podcast episodes, um, podcasts, um, you know, one of the hosts is moving. Usually, usually to Los Angeles, but I will never move to Los Angeles. <laughs> we will be moving. You know what I mean? I'm moving right now and we're going to be moving in the future. So like... Yeah. That's another reason. Okay. Uh, fourth reason is this is a new friendship. It is. Like, I know, but that, like, no. I mean, it's it's a very deep friendship, but it, it hasn't even been a year, Crystal. We haven't known each other for a year. I mean, I that feel like we know. It's my heart, though. Why? Sounds like, feel like I've known you for longer. I mean, it's you not have. I'm so happy. I'm pretty sure in our past lives we've known each other. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. But like it is a new friendship. It is a and, new friendship. And for the purposes of podcast fame, we're, we are new friends. Yeah. It hasn't even, even been a year. I have. Okay. And then the last point. To celebrate our one year anniversary. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That will be a lot of fun. I mean, that's probably going to be like episode three or four because it's coming up pretty soon. Um, And then last reason is that the first episode needed a ton of corrections. <laughs> <laughs> we were just wrong. Yeah, we were just wrong. 
as we have discussed earlier, confidently wrong about everything. And that is my reasons why we're going to be famous. What do, what do you think of this? I mean, I like them. I will say that I struggle with the not in like I try to preface things when I don't know if I'm correct. Mm, mm. So like you can be confidently wrong. Yeah, That's yeah, fine. Yeah, I have to be like I'm only ninety seven percent certain that this is the answer. Like maybe maybe look, a ninety seven point three. Look, I need I need you to have the confidence of a mediocre <laughs> white man. Okay, <laughs> I thought we talked about this. We have talked about it. It's okay. been an ongoing conversation. Okay, okay, we need to bring your 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 level. It's working numbers. You gotta get those numbers up. Okay. <laughs> no more prefacing things just Just be confidently wrong wrong. yes (laughs) yep now we're recording again we just finished our um charcuterie our pre-interlude yes it was it was delicious that was the first time you'd had baked brie yes yeah yes it was um fantastic crystal is a fantastic cook (laughs) thank you it was extremely complicated yeah. to put the brie into a bowl and into the oven. I think you're going to have to say that those steps a couple more times because I don't think I followed them. I mean, they are quite complicated. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think before we took the brie break, the brie break, um, I think we were going to talk about um, something with the yarn gauge. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what, what was that about? Because I have no idea. When she said it, like before we even started recording, I was just like, "What the? What is that? <laughs> I don't know what that is." So different. So yarn has different thicknesses, mm-hmm. and there are I don't know all of the names of the thicknesses because I am not aware of. Is worsted a t- is worsted the weight? Is the weight? Okay, I know that one because you gave me some worsted weight yarn. I did. And that tends to be thicker. It's usually, I think there's worsted and then there's DK, which is like the, I believe it's double, I want to say knit, but that you can use it for crochet as well. Mm -hmm. But it's, if you were to take two regular skeins of yarn and put them together, theoretically, that's DK. Okay. There is, uh, there are so many different types, but I know worsted, I know DK. There is sock, which is a very thin weight. And then this is sock. I think so. It looks like sock. And then there's fingering. Oh, this is what I knew we were going to talk about. Yeah, it's what is what is fingering weight? So what does that mean? Fingering mm-hmm. is the size of the yarn. And it's very, I can't remember if sock is thinner than fingering mm-hmm. or fingering. Uh is thinner than sock mm-hmm. but they're about the same i think um on the summary of this episode we should write down how many times we said fingering in this episode <laughs> we have a fingering counter <laughs> it does make my little 12 year old self chuckle every time my ear is it's hilarious i have quite a lot of fingering weight yarn really okay uh, okay Fingering and sock. I think fingering is smaller because it's supposed to be for like lace and like finer detail. Yeah. And sock, you still want thin because you don't want it bulky on your feet mm-hmm. or as bulky. Mm-hmm. And then I think there are a few other ones that I'm missing, but those are the yeah that I remember that you've come across and remember. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I've only come across worsted, mm-hmm. and I was just like, okay, I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. I think that's most of what you get in, like, Michaels and Joanne's uh-huh. would be, like, worsted. Because uh-huh. they're about the same thickness. You can get some really thick, like, bulky yarns, uh-huh. and I think you can get DK there. But I'm not... I'm, I'm not 100%. Yeah. I like working with DK because it is thicker. Uh-huh. So... If I'm making a pattern and trying to scale it up, it automatically scales up because yeah. I'm using a bigger yarn, a bigger hook. Mm-hmm. Um, my stitches are bigger, but fingering is just really fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I use, I'm, I'm switching more to lighter yarns. Yeah. And thicker. Mm-hmm. I think part of that too is, well, I don't, I don't know how it breathes. I really want to make like a sweater. Mm-hmm. But I'm a little bit scared because I know if I'm going to make a sweater, I'd have to actually like swatch mm-hmm. and pay attention to size of everything. And I can't yeah, fudge it as easily. Yeah. So, although I have seen some patterns online about making like granny square sweaters. Yeah. So it's not quite as tailored, but they look really cute, especially if you make them like long. So it's more like a shawl mm-hmm. than like... A jumper. Yeah. So I feel like I do not have the patience for a sweater. <laughs> that is not something I have cultivated yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. I feel like I do. I do have some patience. You do. But, but not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. I was so impressed. I, I was laughing to myself. I was impressed with your tenacity when i was like there's no way she's gonna do this when do what you made i said i thought you had a crochet yeah and you made the bag mm-hmm. the bag. Bag, yeah and then i don't know i think you did the squirrel and the acorn for me next or like um, that was because those were the end of your yeah birthday present to me yeah which i love yeah um they sit out on my little table mm-hmm. and then I think, I feel like it was, you had, like, maybe one other project you're working on, that, like, armchair remote holder. Yeah, I did that for a little bit. That was mostly because I was bored and I didn't know what else to make until I was just like, Tunisian crochet. So was that after the blanket then? Uh, yeah, that was after the blanket. So you you went from, like, dice bag, amigurumi, amigurumi, ami, ami, guru, guru, me. Aminkurumi. Aminkurumi. There you go. Okay. Aminkurumi. Um, thank you. <laughs> you went from the dice bag to the aminkurumi mm-hmm. to a blanket. I did. I did. I did. <laughs> okay. Okay. Does my trajectory make sense? No. <laughs> and I was Absolutely like, as not. soon as I saw that, because I didn't know about the um, squirrel yet. Mm-mm, you did not. So I just saw you go from this dice bag to the blanket. Yeah. I'm like, oh no. All right. So you went to the blanket <laughs> trap. And you did say, because I asked how long it was, how big it was going to be. And you were like, oh, it's it's just going to be like for one person. And I was like, okay, like that's feasible. Mm-hmm. That's actually like, I think I could have done it because um, I was rewatching like Breaking Bad the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, yeah, Breaking Bad. Or was I? No, I was rewatching Better Call Saul oh, okay. the whole time. So I was just like distracted and yeah. yeah. But like um, I sometimes like just abandon shows. And I kind of abandoned um, Better Call Saul, like, mm-hmm. 
right when I got to the point where I stopped last time. And I was just like, oh, I'm not ready to see any new stuff. Yeah. Because I was like in the middle of a blanket thing and I kind of wanted to pay attention. It's, you know, you get you your attention. And I was just like, I want... It's one of those shows where the more you pay attention, the more you get out of it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I wanted to put more attention to that than yeah. I was giving it. So that's fair. Yeah. So I kind of just stopped and then I stopped the blanket at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, blankets are a lot. Mm-hmm. They're, they are a lot. They're labor intensive. They're hard to carry around. Like, uh-huh. if you're going to crochet blankets, it's. It's good to have like a spot where you sit. Yeah. Crochet. Yeah. Because trekking around a blanket is rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's partly why, going back to my scarf theory of how to make blankets, your, your law of scarves, uh, <laughs> uh, law of um, crystals, law of blanket construction. <laughs> so, does that scarf? Yes. Um, I think that part of that is because it was easier. Yeah. I only had to keep track. I had to keep the the yarn I was using with me. Yeah. And then I could have a basket at home that had all the completed, ro- like, strips. Yeah. And then I had a pattern. So when I wanted to finally put them all together, I knew what went next to what. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, one, one of these days I will make a blanket because mm. I want to. I think it'll give me a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. And like, I like I I think it's kind of fun to do like feats of endurance kind of skills. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of it's very impressive thing to do, and it gives you like a boost in self confidence. Yeah, at least for me it does. Yeah. So like when I complete a bag, like even that's like kind of a long time for me to be paying attention to one thing, and especially because like I I think I get a little self conscious about it because mm-hmm. like social media oh okay you know yeah. so i'm just like i am capable of doing long form attention. attention stuff attention tasks that makes sense yeah no it i there is a definitely i get a dopamine rush um endorphin rush when completing a project as well because you're like yes i did i made this with my hand yes yep and the dice bags that i make were really nice because they were easy. I could finish them in a couple hours. Like, yeah. And then I had this usable thing. Yep. Um, but now I have like 20 whips, works in progress. Mm-hmm. And I'm not finishing any of them. Yeah. Which can be frustrating. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying really hard to finish this hat. Yeah. I believe in you. What? We're finishing the hat. You're finishing the hat. What's wrong? Well, that's that's like if my uncle Chris listens to this, he's going to laugh. Okay, or be very happy because that is in Sunday with the park. Sunday at the park with George. Okay, I see the Sondheim musical quote. Oh, okay. That I like worked into crocheting <laughs> <laughs> musical theater. Yes, I love that. I wish I was more into musical theater. I feel like I had the makings of a theater kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say, yeah. I, I was a theater kid for a while. I don't know if you could tell from my personality, but like, 
I was a I was a theater kid until solidly until like tenth grade. Yeah, and then um, that's when all like the AP classes mm-hmm. and the more you know strenuous stuff started. Yeah, and I had to choose between do I want to do theater or do I want to do I want to do orchestra? And I chose orchestra, which I don't regret. I I yeah. very much enjoyed orchestra, and it was a very good um, stress reliever for me. That's important. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, I do miss that being musical. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I I feel like I do a lot of stress relieving activities, like crocheting is definitely one of them. But like sometimes I wonder, like, do I want to take up violin again? I think it'd be kind of fun. That would be really fun. Be fun to whip your violin out. Yeah. Did you do any music? Um, my mom had us play the piano for a little while, but that I remember wanting to learn like a really complicated piece and obviously not having the skill set because I was just learning. Yeah. I remember like it was fun. And then I asked my teacher if for the last five minutes we could work on a um like canon in D. Uh-huh. Because I love Canon in D. And they told me no. Uh-huh. And I was like, just the last five minutes and they was like, well you don't know the techniques. And I'm like, yeah, so I'll spend the rest like the other 55 minutes doing what I'm supposed to do and the last five minutes was learning like the next chord or the next like notes yeah preferably the bar but if I can't do that then I can't do that but just learning yeah knowing what I'm looking forward to I guess yeah and they said no so I stopped practicing yeah I was like this is dumb then that is dumb does it yeah it stopped took away I know I couldn't play canon in D, but mm-hmm. but it's still like the joy of finding out, like yeah, and exploring and like act. Some there there is a little bit of joy and like there's no pressure to learn a hard thing that you don't know, so you're just taking a stab at it. Yeah, like what happens, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I just like stopped practicing, and my mom would be like, "Go sit on the piano bench," and yeah, I'd sit there for an hour and just sit there. I love Whoa. that. I love that disobedience yeah 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 but yeah other than that (laughs) um now most of my expression was like i did ice skating for a while i was on the swim team and then i downed oh but nothing really musical oh i'm an excellent singer Mm -hmm. when i'm alone in my car Mm. or in the shower well, same. I me in the shower, um, top tier. The acoustics in there just give me the voice of an angel. But then, yeah. as soon as I'm out of it, it's the magic is gone. Mm-hmm. The angels no longer bless me. Yeah, yeah. He agrees. Is that so? Mm-hmm. Feely. We're gonna continue our conversation, but you're not allowed to listen to us. So long, and thanks for all the fish. Bye. <laughs>